0: chapter sixty two of saint bonaventure's life of our lord and saviour jesus christ by saint bonaventure this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter sixty two our blessed lord is carried before pilate scourged at the pillar and crowned with thorns early next morning the elders and chiefs of the people returned and caused jesus to be bound and led with his hands fastened behind him and thus handcuffed brought him to pilate mocking reviling and insulting him with the most abusive taunts as he proceeded on the way thus went this innocent lamb in the guise of a malefactor hurried by the merciless butchers to unmerited slaughter as he was going on his way his blessed mother st john and the holy women who accompanied the virgin who had left their humble retirement so early on purpose to come to his assistance and comfort met him at the turn of a street and what tongue can express the bitter anguish of their souls at the sad sight of their lord thus hurried along by an insulting and abusive mob or what degree of inbred grief can figure the excess of mutual sorrow this interview begot on both sides our lord could not but suffer extremely through the compassion he felt for his beloved followers and chiefly for his mother for he knew full well the bitter grief they felt for him sufficient to tear their bleeding souls from their convulsed bodies He was then brought before Pilate, and the holy women followed at a distance, the thronging rabble not suffering them to approach nearer. Many accusations were laid against him to Pilate, but he, finding all to be groundless and desirous to rid himself of so odious a prosecution, dispatched him to Herod. Herod was much pleased at this hoping by this means to see a miracle wrought by christ, but he could not obtain the least gratification of this sort from Christ, who thought him unworthy even to hear a word from his sacred mouth. Hence Herod, looking upon him as an idiot, caused him to be clothed in a white garment, the usual habit of fools in those days, and thus in derision sent him back to Pilate so that christ patiently bore to be reputed both a fool and a malefactor by all without deserving the title of either from any one contemplate him then as he is led backwards and forwards with his eyes modestly depressed hearing the shouts and taunts receiving the buffets spittings and perhaps filth thrown at him by rude populace without murmur or complaint cast a pitying eye upon him in this sad plight and with him compassionate his afflicted mother and beloved disciples who follow him as closely as the mob will permit till they reach the palace of pilate here again he is loaded by the savage brutes with false accusations which they utter with the utmost impudence and inveteracy yet pilate finding in him nothing that bore the appearance of guilt, sought means to free him from their hands. Wherefore he says, I will punish, and then dismiss him. O Pilate, do you presume to chastise your lord and sovereign? Surely you are beside yourself thus to dare to inflict stripes on him who is as guiltless of stripes as of death. Oh, how much more wisely had you acted to chastise yourself by his admonition! Pilate, however, was besotted enough to order him to be most inhumanly scourged. By his order, therefore, our most innocent Lord was stripped naked, bound to a pillar, and inhumanly scourged thus was that innocent lamb and that most beautiful among the children of men shamefully exposed naked and abashed before the whole populace and received with invincible patience the cruel stripes of his barbarous executioners so that the most beautiful flower of human nature and the fairest and most delicate of all flesh was covered with stripes wounds and bruises insomuch that from the crown of his head to the soles of his feet his most precious blood ran flowing from all parts of his sacred body in abundance upon the ground being so long scourged and beaten that they added wound to wound bruise to bruise and stripe to stripe till at length the inhuman spectators being weary of beholding any longer What the cruel butchers themselves were wholly tired of, he was ordered to be unbound. He was then loosed from the pillar on which the stains of his precious blood are still to be seen, as many authentic historians affirm. Here, pious reader, let me entreat you to dwell some time on this subject and attentively consider with heart full of sorrow and compassion the extremity of his bitter pains and if you find not your heart moved or even melted with grief and compunction at the sufferings of your blessed lord you may conclude that it is more hard and impenetrable than stone it was then fulfilled of him what the prophet isaiah had long before prophesied saying we have seen him and there was neither form nor beauty left and we esteemed him as a leper, and as one smitten by God, and humbled. O sweet Jesus, who dared to be so bold as to presume to strip you of your garments? Who was it that dared with more assurance to bind you to the pillar? And who, most audacious of all, could presume to beat and scourge you in that cruel manner? But you! o most bright sun of righteousness you i say who withdrew the resplendent beams of your glory and who vouchsafed to hide your power and might so that darkness and the power of darkness reigned for a time and your enemies appeared by your divine permission more powerful than yourself it was the excess of your love and the greatness of our iniquity Which disarmed you of your strength in this conflict. But accursed be that malice which caused you to be thus cruelly tormented. After this, they led him round the place to seek for his clothes, which were scattered about in different parts—some in one place and some in another—by those barbarous executioners who had stripped him. Here, ought tenderness move us to compassion towards him? thus afflicted and trembling with cold for as the gospel tells us the weather was sharp and piercing as he was clothing himself again some of the wicked populace went to pilate and said this man said he was king wherefore let us clothe him after our manner and crown him as such then taking him aside They clothed him in a purple garment, and plaiting a crown of thorns, they put it upon his head, and with violence pressed them into his sacred temples. Giving him a reed instead of a sceptre, they kneeled down and saluted him in derision, saying, Hail, King of the Jews! To all which Jesus made no answer, and like a meek and patient lamb, Opened not his mouth. Here behold with melting heart how often they strike him upon the head to drive the piercing thorns more deeply into his sacred temples, so that they forced the blood from every part, which running down in great abundance covered his blessed face. Consider how he behaves in every action, and how patiently he bears every insult which they offer to him they deride and mock him as one who would make himself king without power to effect it he is clothed in purple carries a crown of thorns on his head holds a reed in his hand and they on their knees salute him in derision as king and he is silent and murmurs not but oh, miserable and wicked wretches how dreadful shall that blessed head appear at the last day which now you beat and abuse so inhumanly neither was all they had hitherto done sufficient to weaken their malice against him but to add more to his reproach they brought into the house many of the mob to gaze on him after which they led him out to pilate and showed him to the whole multitude having on his purple garment his crown of thorns, and a sceptre of a reed in his hand. In this manner stood that innocent lamb, with his eyes modestly depressed before that great multitude, who scoffed and derided him, and with the loudest shouts exclaimed against him, crying out to Pilate, Crucify him! Crucify him! End of chapter 62